My name is Pastor Peter Gedaka. I serve at Higher Ground Praise Chapel. And we meet in Kikuyu Township Primary School. That's where we are now until the Lord gives us a praise of our own. I'll begin by saying that many times we read the Bible through chapter after chapter, book after book, and we go through it. But rarely do we ever get to stop to mine the wealth of information and revelation that is in one verse. So today, we are going to see or to study the book of Ephesians. And more so, we would like to dwell in certain verses, not quite verse by verse the whole book, as much as that would be the best thing to do. But I would pick verses and literally go deep, use a magnifying glass to see exactly the depth of that verse as the Lord helps us. First, I want to introduce the book of Ephesians to us. Paul's letter to the Ephesus church is full of some of the most wonderful revelations about the believer's union with Christ. In contrast to the letters of Romans, which Master Frey expounds the method of salvation, this letter of the book of Ephesians reveals the benefits of salvation by grace through faith. So what we are saying is that whereas the book of Romans tells us or shows us how to get saved, the book of Ephesians tells us the benefits that are in or which are there for a Christian after they get saved. The overall messages of Ephesians and Colossians are basically the same, only with a few differences here and there. The first three chapters of Ephesians deal with our position and our calling in Christ Jesus. The last three chapters of the book of Ephesians deal with the practical aspect of that same Christian. Well, you get to know your position and your calling in the Lord. Paul shows us how to walk now in this world, how to relate with your wife or maybe your husband, how to relate with your children, how to relate with your employer or employee, how to walk in this world, even to a manner that you can bring glory to God. On the doctrinal side of this book of Ephesians, and you pick it from verse 3, we find that everything has been done and is complete in him. Paul writes this book with this understanding that everything has been done for you. When Jesus said it's finished, he meant just that. A true understanding of a Christian of Christianity does not begin by doing, but begins with what has been done. We are invited, therefore, to sit down and enjoy all that God has done for us in Christ. We are to rest in him. It's only from the revelation that true works of faith springs from that understanding. Otherwise, practical Christianity can turn to the works of law. 
legalism. The very thing Paul himself warned us. And especially in the book of Colossians. I want us to start with verse 3. Let's lead verse 3 together. And possibly at this juncture I will ask you. If you don't have a pen, please look for one. If you don't have somewhere to light on, please look for one. Look for a Bible. You can make notes even as we go along. After a short greeting, let's first read what Paul says. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You can see I had to emphasize some words in this verse. One is who has blessed us. The other one is with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Meaning that when you say all, you mean all. Not some, it's all. We see after a short greeting, Paul got light to the point. He started praising God for the great spiritual blessings that we already have in Christ Jesus. This is his theme throughout the book of Ephesians and more so the first three chapters. The phrase who has blessed us, Paul was describing what is already ours. These are not blessings to be sought after but rather blessings to be discovered and enjoyed. We who have put our faith in Christ are not headed to a victory. We are coming from a victory that is already accomplished in Christ Jesus. Maybe you are there and you are wondering, I've been struggling. I've been struggling to get this. I've been struggling to get that. And you are telling me that I'm already a victor? Yes, you are. Just stay on with us. And you see exactly what we mean and what Paul wants us to understand. The phrase in heavenly places, in that same verse, verse 3, carries the idea of in the spiritual realm that is in Christ. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. These things are now spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. Our spiritual selves are already complete. Our spiritual self, I mean having been born again. Your spirit is born again. Your spirit which functions in the spiritual realm, that is the spirit within you, in union with the spirit of Christ, that is already complete. The phrase in heavenly places is used four times in this letter of the book of Ephesians. You find it's, it's been used in this particular verse, that is verse 3. It's used in verse 20 of chapter 1. It's used again in verse 6 of chapter 2. And lastly, it's used in verse 10 of chapter 3. In the other three references, it is clear that Paul was speaking about little places that are beyond the earth's atmosphere. Here is a partial of some of the blessings that Paul mentioned. And especially when he, he talks about breast in the spiritual realm. Verse 5 of chapter 1. Paul says, 
we have been adopted as God's children. He says, you are not struggling to get or to be adopted. The point at which you received Christ as your savior, it is at that point you are already adopted as God's children. You are adopted into the family of God. We have redemption through Jesus' blood and the forgiveness of our sins. That is verse 7. Paul tells us we have already been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We are not trying to be redeemed. We have already been redeemed. The word redemption or redeem means to buy back. You are once his, but we walked in the along the path of rebellion that is through Adam and God lost us. He had to pay a price and that price is the blood of Jesus. Is the sacrifice at Calvary. And at the point he calls you and you answer, you are redeemed back to him and your sins are forgiven. That is verse 7 of chapter 1. We are picking a few. We can pick all of them. But I want to sample a few of these to bring out that fact that Paul is trying to get us understood that we are already blessed. That our life in Christ is not dependent on what we do. It's dependent on what Christ did on the cross. Let's pick a few more just before we go on. Verse 11 says, We have obtained an inheritance. We have already obtained an inheritance. Very interesting. We have obtained an inheritance. When you go to 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance, to an inheritance incorruptible and defiled and that faith does not reserved in heaven for you and me. Peter says we have an inheritance and this inheritance is incorruptible that is in verse 4 and defiled and that fadeth not. What Peter is talking about is that inheritance that is reserved for us in heaven which is uncorruptible, can be defiled, which cannot fade away. Paul is talking of a different inheritance. In verse 11 when he says, we have obtained an inheritance because as we go on we realize this inheritance is in the saints. So there is that inheritance which is waiting for us on the other side of the kingdom that is in heaven. But Paul is also talking of a different inheritance that me and you has got as we walk before God, renew our mind, get to know what we are about and who we are in Christ. There is an inheritance to walk in this world. That inheritance, I believe it's the one, Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says that God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. 
that is our inheritance on this other side of the world. He says he has already given us. Bonus if you will. He has already given us. Let's look at 2, 3, 4 before we go on. The other one he says, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. That is verse 13. Verse 19 and 20 says that you have been given the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Not that you'll be given, you already have it in your spirit man. You are born again spirit man. And I'll pick, I think, the last one. The last one says, we are chosen in Christ before the world began. We were chosen in Christ. You are chosen in Christ. You've been accepted in the beloved. That is verse 6. You have been accepted. You don't struggle to get accepted. You are supposed to walk with this understanding, knowing, regardless of what happens to you, regardless of what you do, and we all sin, we misstep and make a brother. Whatever happens to you, I want you to know that you have been accepted. You have been chosen. Bonus, if you will. You have been redeemed and forgiven in Jesus' name. Bonus, if you will. There is a lot more we can look at in terms of what Christ has done for, already done for us. But I want us to move on. I want us to move on from there. Let's look at uh, verse 1. That is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. This is what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins. And you has been quickened who were dead in trespass and sins. One thing we see in this verse is a description of who we were in the past. Having been dead in our trespasses and sins. Paul tells us who we are in order we can appreciate what God has done and what God is doing in our lives. A lot often when we don't know who we were, it's so easy to think and to attribute who we are now in Christ to our own effort. When people are dead, they lose communication with those who are alive. There is a separation just as there is a separation of the spirit from the body in physical death. You find that in James chapter 2 verse 26. So a separation occurred between God and man in spiritual death. Man was no longer able to fellowship with God. There was a loss of spiritual life and communion with God. Death is not cessation to exist. Death is cessation to communicate with the world allowed you. When you can't communicate with the world allowed you, we say that one is dead. The same way, when there is no communication between you and God because of the choices that you've decided to take, which is contrary to what is God and the nature of God, God says you are dead to him. It doesn't mean that your spirit doesn't function. Of course, it does function, yes. But it does things on its own. It satisfies itself. And then doing what God would rather 
it does. So this death, which is separation, it took place in the spirit and resulted in death being passed on to the soul and physical body. So like we said, it's not that it doesn't function. It's just that it functions independently of God. As Paul explains in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3, the lost human spirit actually became united to Satan. So that that man by nature, he became by nature the child of Lath. I think we'll stop here and possibly pick it from here the next time we meet. Before we can close the broadcast, I will want to give you, some of you who are not born again, an opportunity to receive Christ in your heart. Maybe you are not born again and this is something you've always desired. But maybe you are not born again. You didn't even give it a thought. But now, after getting to understand about this spiritual death, you want to have your spirit quickened, made alive, and united with Christ. Say this after me, Father. I thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross that I may be born again. I've seen my sins. I realize I'm a sinner. And I want to make my life light with God. I open my heart and I want to invite Christ into my heart. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I welcome you in my heart. Help me to live a godly life. I am now born again. Thank you. Having made that prayer and sincerely made that prayer, you are now born again, accepted into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. You can walk into the next church where they believe in salvation and let the readership know this is what you did, this is the decision you've made, or you can call me through this number, 751 030930 Pastor Peter Gedaka Amen God bless you